Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. In today's episode of Talking Trading, we feature part two of our interview with Dr. Barry Burns from Top Dog Share Trading. In Barry's enthusiastic way, we discuss the psychological challenges of trading the markets and how he recommends his students overcome them to be successful. We also discuss what trading has brought to his life and his final piece of advice to new traders. But first up, we hear from Louise Bedford as she brings more enthusiasm to the show in Mind Power. Mick Jagger is on tour again. He is 73 years old and apparently he runs five miles a day. He says if he doesn't run that far per day, he doesn't have the energy to continue on with such impressive performances. Now, reportedly, he is worth $360 million. And he is also the man who is trained as an accountant. And when his band was on tour, they went through all of the expenses. And he said, what is this? What's this expense line? And his business manager said, well, I buy combs for you every time we go on tour. And Mick Jagger said, wipe that out right now. Those combs are an unnecessary expense. The band doesn't need a new comb every time we travel. That is the level of specific focus that this man brings to his life. Wondering about comb costs. Now, top performers who are ridiculously successful at what they do are rich not because they're chasing a buck. They are rich because of the intense enthusiasm that they have for their craft. Here is a secret that most people never realise. If you're doing something without being under the spell of intense enthusiasm, your chances of achieving success are very limited. It is a decision. It is a conscious choice. You fuel it. You focus on it. You fan its flames. When I encounter traders who lack enthusiasm for trading, I know that their foray into the financial markets will be very short-lived. They might seem puzzled that their mediocre efforts don't give rise to incredible wealth, but you and I know the truth. Intense enthusiasm fires up the subconscious. It generates ideas, it provides solutions from vast depths, and you can create enthusiasm yourself. Everybody has the capacity for intense enthusiasm. Personally, I'm more enthusiastic about trading and what it can mean to your life than ever before. I have seen so many changes in the members of my mentor program's lives that 
I can't help but feel enthusiastic. I cannot believe what trading has done for them, but also the ripple effect into those lives of the people that my members of the mentor program love. You see, the ones that have achieved greatness, they are the ones that feel at a very deep part of their heart an intense enthusiasm for their craft. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to love, love trading. It can mean that you love, love the results of trading. But whatever you do, focus on the deliberate development of intense enthusiasm in your life. This is a key to success. Use it. Most traders act like a little kid in the market. They don't know that a great trading plan is their secret weapon. Isn't it time you grew the f*** out? Register on tradinggame.com.au and grab our free trading plan template. It's a sign of being a mature trader. Dr Barry Burns has been trading the markets for nearly 50 years. He is the author of Trend Trading for Dummies and is a doctor of hypnotherapy and a certified NLP practitioner. He is the CEO of Top Dog Trading, which he founded to help students shorten their learning curves in becoming traders. He is also a great example of what Louise Bedford was discussing in Mind Power, of someone who feels enthusiastic and passionate about the craft and art of trading. Barry Burns, welcome back to Talking Trading. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Barry, let's go to some of the psychological challenges. How do you overcome some of the psychological challenges that everyone has trading the markets? Yeah, that's a great, great question. That's a huge issue and and everyone has to deal with that. So what I've done is I put together some exercises and I developed this by gathering 20 traders together live in my office who were struggling with trading and worked with them and decided I'm going to put them through some exercises and and then um, put it through a feedback loop to continue to improve the exercise with these traders in real life and real trading until we got this thing honed down to a science where their trading became profitable. So here's what it's turned out to be. And this is... do this in my courses because I figure the trading of psychology, you're right, is so prevalent, um, or the psychology of trading is such a prevalent issue that everybody has to have this. This is not an add-on. Everybody must go through something like this. So rather than just writing a book on it and giving some you know, platitudes, positive thinking, cutesy quotes, I mean, that stuff can be fine, but trading psychology is very, very practical. And so I put this exercise together where we create a trading log. Now, most people use some sort of trading log. You know, I entered here, I got out here, and that's all fine, but your broker can give you that. So ours is a little different. And there's two special sections on there. One is when you take the trade, you write down what you were thinking and what you were feeling while you took the trade. Now, then in the second section you write down any mistakes you made in taking the trade, getting in or getting out. And mistakes are defined as breaking the rules of your trading methodology. So we've got our rules. My trading method's very rule-based, by the way, very objective, very black and white, so it's easy to do that. And then I also have a list of 10 common mistakes that traders make. So we start with that list, and then I say, start here. This is very common, but then create your own list eventually because we all are a little different. 
So that's what they do. Every time they take a trade, they got three trades to a page. And every time they take one, they write down what they're thinking and feeling and any mistakes they made. Do it again in the next trade, the next trade, the next trade, the next trade, the next trade. After doing that, about, oh, I would say, mm, let's say 30 trades. Now you look back at that and you start to see patterns. In fact, what we do is then we take those trades and we move them to a second worksheet where we summarize all of it. So you would take, let's say you took 30 trades. Then you would draw down your win-loss ratio, your profit and loss. That's where you get your actual risk-reward ratio. You know, people talk about risk-reward ratio all the time saying, oh, I won't take a trade unless I get a uh, one-to-four risk-reward ratio. Well, that's great in theory, but what is your actual risk-reward that's how much you're making against how much you're actually risking. And this would be your real risk-reward. From that, we subtract commissions and fees. And now you'll get your actual percentage of how much you're making um, against your account. So this is where money management comes in as well. We don't want to risk more than 2% of our account on any one given trade. And if you do, if you lose more than 2%, then we have a money management um, adjustment we make. So that if you're a day trader, no more than 2% on any um, trade, that's like a stop loss, kind of a money management stop loss. Then we have one for the day. If you lose a certain percentage per day, you stop trading. Per week, you stop trading. Per month, you stop trading. Per quarter, you stop trading. This prevents people from blowing out their accounts. If you're, if you're hitting those benchmarks, you are doing something wrong. You should not keep trading anyway. So then we write down the total number of mistakes you make and then – what those mistakes were and how many times you made each one. So just to make it a little more concrete, a very common one would be for someone to take profits too soon. And, you know, we all do that from time to time. But if you look back on your 30 trades and you realize, oh, I did that 20 times, oh my gosh, I have a real pattern. I have a habit and we tend to have these things generalized in our mind where we have a general idea that, yes, I'm doing this. But when you see it in black and white, then what we do is we have a final column that says, okay, now what would my net P&L be if I did not make those mistakes? Wow. And we compare that. Right. And then we compare that with your actual P&L. And that's where it becomes motivating. So the two things, there's actually, yeah, two major points here. Number one. You see that, and this is what happened when we did this experiment with these 20 traders, is they would look back at this after 30, 40, 50 trades, and they would say, oh my gosh, I'm already a profitable trader if I just stop making these mistakes. I'm there. I'm at the finish line. I'm already there. I don't need a different indicator. I don't need a different chart pattern. I'm already there. My only problem is I'm making these dumb mistakes, and I don't just do it once in a while. I'm doing it a lot more than I thought I was. We tend to fool ourselves. We tend to minimize it. But then when it's just this, this piece of paper becomes like a mirror where you are seeing yourself as you are, and it's undeniable. And then you also see your behavioral patterns. So when you write down what you're thinking and feeling during the trade, that's kind of a, kind of a amateurish biofeedback, I guess you could call it. So what happens is you can reverse that. So after a while, let's say that you notice on your losing trades, you're feeling uncertain. You're hesitating. So then in the future, before you take a trade, if you start to sense that feeling coming up, 
eh, I'm feeling kind of hesitant, but, well, maybe I should. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's right. From my journal, I realize that every time I have this feeling, I lose. I lose. Or every time I'm thinking this particular thought, like here's an example that we came up with. Um, a lot of people would trade against the trend, and they would say, oh, this market's gone up so far, it's very toppy. And that's the word they would use, toppy. So, and then, of course, they would short as the market's going up, and the market would keep going up and keep going up and keep going up. And they kept thinking, no, oh, this is too toppy. It can't keep going up. Well, the market can do whatever it wants to do. So I taught people, whenever you say the word toppy in your mind, don't take the trade. That is your sign in your own brain. Anytime your brain says toppy, take your finger, you know, stand away from the mouse. <laughs> Barry, we're going to have to wrap it up very quickly. What advice would you give to new traders in the markets? Wow, that's a big, big, big question. It is. Um, I, I would just say be very – take your time. Take your time. Don't rush the process of learning. Trading is a profession like any other real profession. It's not get rich quick. You're not going to make money overnight with some you know, $2 Forex robot. Uh, the competition is stiff. Wherever there's a lot of money to be made, and there is a lot of money to be made here, you're going to get some of the best and the brightest as your competition. So treat it like a profession, which means just like you were going to college, study hard, get a great education from a reputable place, study it hard, take your time, paper trade, simulate trade for a while, and just be very, very cautious and never trade with money that you can't afford to lose. And if you don't have money you can't afford to lose, you shouldn't be trading. Why top dog trading? Why the name top dog? Oh, <laughs> well, that's interesting. Um, uh, I guess, you know, first of all, I love dogs. And I was just thinking of animals because in the markets you have the bull and you have the bear. So I was just thinking of other types of animals that I could throw in the mix. And so top dog, you know, is a, a phrase that we use for being number one. And so then I had a person put together a little logo and they uh, put this big, like Great Dane, bigger, twice the size of a bull and a bear flanking it. And I just liked that so much. So yeah, that's about it. I wouldn't say that a ton of thought went into it other than just the phrase top dog means number one and it seemed to fit well with the logo of the, uh, the bull and the bear markets. Final question. What has trading given you in your life? Oh my goodness. I love that question. So I'm very passionate about that. This is what it's given me. It's given me security. A lot of people would say freedom and yes, it's given me freedom, but I would say even more than that, security. Because in the world today, you can't really depend on a big corporation to hold on to you for 40 years and let you retire when you're 65 and you know, present you with a beautiful pension plan and medical for the rest of your life. Uh, the, the, those days are gone. You know, that type of security is gone. We can't depend on our governments to provide us security. It's just financially impossible for governments to, to provide for everybody. And so then they end up getting in debt when they try to do it. So it's really important that we develop a skill. A skill is where your security is going to be, where you're not dependent on a company or a boss. And I'll tell you, even as a business, if you go and start your own business, woo, that's hard. 80% of new businesses go out of business in their first five years. And you're still dependent on vendors, customers, all these moving parts. 
and government regulations that make it harder to make money. So I love trading because once you develop this skill, no one can take it away from you. And so, yes, I've got the freedom of time and travel, but I also feel very secure that I can open up my computer and make money whenever I want to, and I'm not dependent on anyone else. I am self-empowered, and that is a great feeling. Barry Burns from Top Dog Trading. Where can people go to find out more about you? Well, the best place is to go to my blog, topdogtrading.com. I also, on that uh, front page of my blog, offer a five-day free course. And, uh, oh, I also have a very, very active um, YouTube channel with over 2 million views. So just go to YouTube and type in Top Dog Trading and you'll find my videos. Barry, thank you very much for coming on to Talking Trading and sharing your trading wisdom. Thank you, Caroline. My pleasure. I appreciate the invitation and love your podcast. It's fantastic. And that is all we have for you today. Stay tuned next week to hear Chris Tate on volatility in the markets. I'm Caroline Stephen. On behalf of the team, thanks to your company. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.